welcome to the Ghosties Podcast. I'm Christina, a psychic medium. And I'm Missy, a medium-ish. We are besties who look for ghosties. Join us as we talk all things paranormal, go on the occasional investigation, and receive messages from spirit and our spirit guides along the way. This is Ghosties. <laughs> my God, as I live and breathe. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh my God, I can't. <laughs> my blood pressure is so elevated right now. I'm well, trying to like calm myself. I'm sorry. Welcome to the Ghosties podcast. Y'all, while Missy is getting her blood pressure down, I'll tell you what's just been going on. <laughs> <sighs> Y'all, it was a whole situation. Uh, so Anchor, the original app that we did this podcast through, has been bought by Spotify. And they converted their old app into the new Spotify app here recently. Well, your girl here, <laughs> when I when we started the Ghosties podcast, we did it on my phone through my Apple ID. So that means that there really isn't a legitimate login or password to this account just through my Apple ID. It's it's a whole situation now. Can, can someone <laughs> tell us how to change that? Because it is just, it's, it's so stressful. <laughs> it is so stressful, y'all. And so anyway, so last week when we went to record... It was a whole calamity of events. Um, you know, I was having trouble logging back in, um, just having a whole bunch of issues. So then today when we went to log in and record together, it would not let Missy in on her end. <laughs> Are you on your phone or on your computer? On my phone. Okay. I have to say, this is probably the best you've ever sounded. Well, here we go. I'm just going to record from here from now on because my phone is El Diablo anyways. Um, but I was like, oh my gosh, if you could record on your computer too, or something like, I feel like we could also do like a live recording on like Instagram live or something too. Yeah. Cause I'm not on my phone and I could set my camera up on there. Yes. What? Anyway, we're waiting way too ahead for somebody that I can't even like log in regularly right now. So let's just, let me stop myself right there. <laughs> Welcome to the ghosties podcast. My chest is so tight right now. <laughs> I was literally like going through my head, like all of the worst case scenarios. I was like, well, this is the end of ghosties. <laughs> Seriously. Like, um, it's just been one thing after another. And like, I always say like Christina does the majority of the stuff for this podcast, all of like the social media posts and everything. So being that I don't log in much, it's easy to get like kicked out, logged out of social media accounts. So I was actually being proactive the other day and wanted to share some stuff on our TikTok. I can't even log into our TikTok right now. See, that's so weird. I just, I can't, and I just didn't want to go through a whole like password thing because we just need to, we're going to have to come together to one day and like update all the passwords across the board so that we, <laughs> we have like everything each of us needs just in case we need to log in. Yes. But yeah, if anybody can tell us how to disconnect um, the podcast from Christina's Apple ID, that'd be great because if I try to log in, it has to send her like. I have to get a code from her phone and it's just a whole thing. And I'd rather not have to bother her if I want to, you know, if I need to log in to like record something. Yeah. <sighs> yes. <laughs> My God. It was a whole situation trying to log in today. It literally like the whole time I was sending you links, I was like, well, this is the end. This is the end. Well, and if you guys are all, you know, 
up to date with us. Like we, we were going to do this live like a week or so ago. And like Christina couldn't join the live. It was the first time ever that we've done like a Facebook live to where I could, she, she was not an option. She was on there and I could see her comment, but I could not invite her to join Mm-hmm. And she couldn't send a request to join, but other people could, because I could see them, you know, like, oh, I'll try. And then they would send me a request and it would work. And like, when I pulled up the thing of like, here are your viewers, here's you can send who you can send a request to, they were there, but you were not. Yeah. So I was like, is it some new feature because you're an admin on that page? Like, I don't know. No clue. <laughs> it was just frustrating because we were trying to do what we can with the time we have. And then... <laughs> Technology's like, mm, we're going to make it a little harder for you. Yes. Well, that's the other thing too, y'all. Like for those of you all who don't really, cause we don't really talk about this part, but I mean, you know, Missy is really busy with school, with work, with home, with kids. I'm really busy. So we really try and carve out, you know, this little nook of time basically to be able to record and So when we, you know, especially when we plan like a spirits with spirit, like we did last time for the Estes method and, you know, for it to be at nine o'clock at night, we wait until that point, you know, we have to get ready. We're really stoked and excited. We go through all of our spiritual hygiene to get ready for that only for it to be like a big old dud. (laughs) Yeah. Like we have to, you know, rearrange our schedules a little bit, you know? Cause that's usually around the time you're like doing dinner with Kyle and I'm trying to get the kids in bed and like we were doing a live. So I had to like shower and put on makeup. It was, you know, I mean, when do I ever put on makeup for nine o'clock at night? Same with you, you know, like when are we going to, when are we getting all dolled up? And so to do all that and then for it not to work, I was sweating. Oh yeah. It was the same. By the time we got done and I went to sign off, bless Missy's heart. She was like, do you, do you want to do an Instagram live? I was like, no. She, our moods were in the trash. I had made a cocktail for nothing. Like, <laughs> I don't just make cocktails for no reason um, at this day and age. Um, <laughs> and so I was like, this is a whole cocktail that is made for nothing. Oh my gosh. We were just, we were so frustrated. So yeah. At least this works. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, and then I was like, is it again, because of what we were supposed to talk about and, you know, we're going to make it work though. But I do have to say in um, my research for the topic that we're going to talk about today, um, there was another, a Princess Diana conspiracy popped up. What? <clears throat> yeah. So let's. I, and I was like, wait a minute, what does this have to do with this topic? It doesn't. It was just a random one on this page. So um, and I have to share it. If you haven't listened to our Princess Diana um, conspiracy theory episode, go back to that one. But apparently her boyfriend, um, he, you know, they he thought that the British Secret Service had taken it upon themselves to, um, you know, they decided that his relationship with Diana was a threat to the monarchy and and Britain. So he thinks that those rogue agents um, that were driving that white Fiat that was possibly behind them, the one that, um, or in front of them, I can't remember that blinded them and disoriented the driver of the limp of the car. Um, they got out of the vehicle and dispersed a sample of blood from an intoxicated person into the wreckage to make it seem like Paul was drunk. Oh my God. And I hadn't, I don't think I'd heard that one before. 
You know what's interesting? I was just thinking about this too. Like so many different conflicting reports about the driver and his toxicology. Like mm-hmm. some of them were talking about that he was, you know, this amount over the legal limit in terms of alcohol. But you look at the surveillance footage, he's not staggering or mm-hmm. he does not have the appearance of someone impaired. They also talked about him being high on cocaine. Right. Coke in his system. Um like, did you hear that part of Harry's book, The Spare, where he talks about driving through that tunnel? Mm-mm. He said that he took a driver, basically, while he was still a part of the royal family and instructed them to go at the same speed that his mom was going Ugh. through that tunnel. And he said that tunnel is nothing that should claim somebody's life because you're in it and then you're immediately out of it. Right. He went through that tunnel several times and he said his big takeaway basically was that there should have been no reason why she died in that tunnel because it was crap. Right. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that there was some sort of interference basically that, you know, made, blinded them temporarily, ran them off the road, something. Jim Tan, I'm not buying any of what they're selling us. Selling us. I can't even talk right now. Sorry. <laughs> Hey y'all, it's Christina from the Ghosties Podcast, and I get this question all the time. How can I book a session with you? Head on over to christinathemedium.com. I offer meet your spirit guide sessions, spirit chat phone calls with yours truly, distance Reiki by proxy sessions, as well as Reiki certification classes. If you've been thinking for a while now about jumpstarting your spiritual awakening and healing journey, definitely check out christinathemedium.com or find me on my TikTok channel at Christina the Medium and click on my link tree to book a session. Looking forward to working with each of you. Love y'all. Ooh. For a second, I thought it wasn't going to let me in. I was like, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Immediately no. <laughs> What are we talking about today? We are talking about the mysterious Plum Island. <gasps> Ooh, I'm excited about this one. Yes, you mentioned this and I was like, this is perfect because I have always, um, I remember years ago when I used to listen to Elvis Duran in the morning show and they are based out of Newark and he would, um, they would make jokes about Plum Island and he would get on this like really old radio talk show voice and it had this weird music and he'd be like broadcasting live from plum island and it have this like weird music and just talk about all kinds of creepy stuff and it just made me laugh but <laughs> it really is a creepy place so Ooh. we are going to dive into it yes I'm excited. yes i couldn't find as much information as i wanted to i was hoping to have all these like tons of tons of stories but really it circulates around probably like three or four but it's still a very interesting little island um it's an island in the town of southold in suffolk county new york it is about three miles long and one mile wide it was named from the beach plums that grow grow along the shores Um, so that's that's the only pleasant part about plum island i think oh lord in 1659 the island was purchased by samuel willis the third um he was a son of a governor in connecticut from wyandant I think it's called, it was the ruling local Indian chief of Long Island. It was purchased for a coat 
a barrel of biscuits, and 100 fish hooks, just so you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I'd like a barrel of biscuits. I'm not going to lie. Um, I can after- so many things about how the old, well, no, I don't want to say that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wealth uh, is interesting. You yes. got a whole island for a roll of biscuits, basically. <laughs> right. Somebody's wife and a few cows, and then you get a whole like state. Um, right. After passing through the possession of more than 20 families in ni- 1899, the island was purchased in its entirely by the United States government following the Spanish-American War for approximately $90,000. The United States Army established a coast artillery post, later known as Fort Terry, on the island in 1897. It was also activated as an anti-submarine base during World War II. Deactivated after the war, the fort was subsequently reactivated and assigned to the Army Chemical Corps. I always find it interesting how a lot of the places that have some of the weirdest conspiracies are always involving the United States government and, like, military bases. (laughs) shocking (laughs) spoiler alert um in 1954 the united states department of agriculture established the plum island animal disease center the center conducts research on animal pathogens to protect farmers ranchers and the national food supply because of the nature of this research access to the island and their research facility is restricted jim tan i'm not buying it exactly um and recently, and well, as recent as 2003, the United States Department of Homeland Security assumed ownership of the island and all its facilities. What? Yes, it says uh, the agriculture continues its long-running science mission jointly with the Department of Homeland Security, who are charged with the safe and secure operation of the facility. That's fishy. Yes. Um the United States government, which was considering sale of the was considering the sale of the island, um, as part of the planned sale, the government prepared an environmental impact statement for the island to determine whether the impact of nearly sixty years of animal testing constituted a threat to the public health and could preclude the planned sale. And then in two thousand and twelve, they suspended the plan, and they came up with some law saying they weren't ever going to sell the island. Um, and access is still controlled by the Department of Homeland Security. So, for years, there have been countless rumors and conspiracy theories surrounding Plum Island. Some refer to it as the East Coast Area 51 and believe that animal-human hybrids and biological warfare weapons are being developed inside the disease center. However, what are you going to say? Go ahead. I have to tell you, like, as you were reading that first part, basically, before you just start talking about, like, human hybrids and or animal hybrids, I was seeing, like, all of these weird animals that don't look like anything we've ever seen before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. However, the government states that the only things happening there are research on diseases such as foot and mouth and African swine fever that provide a direct threat to the United States food supply. What a bunch of Christmas liars. Well, the best part is I was watching a bunch of videos and um, old Jesse Ventura, I guess, has a big old thing on Plum Island. And he's like, I was a former like Navy SEAL, a governor. I have top security access or at clearance. And he said, I'm not allowed to know anything about or go on Plum Island. Wow. Yes. 
if you try to, I mean, I don't know if it's still now because there's some updates, but at one point, the border of Plum Island, the perimeter was constantly patrolled day and night by um, security so that nobody could access the island. That's suspicious. <laughs> There's several reasons like I can get it, but on the other hand, I'm like, mm, I feel like you're hiding a little more. So um, a 1971 New York Times article referred to the island as devil's island for the deadliest animal disease germs known to man. Oh, here it is. They noted the round-the-clock patrols along the island's perimeter, buildings with airlocks to keep bacteria and viruses from escaping, and holding tanks to sterilize the wastewater from mandatory showers taken by staffers before leaving at the end of the day. Uh. So there's this main building that they use for a lot of like the research, um, and it's like airlocked, you know, so that they can't these, you know, it, some of these things are airborne, so they can't escape. And there's a backup generator to where if the power goes out, it immediately kicks on so that everything keeps running like it should, mm -hmm. uh, so that it's no threat to the public. Well, apparently, I think it was around 2000-ish, um, mm -hmm. the power went out there for four hours without generators coming on. Oh, dang. So I'd be curious to go back to around that time and see what potential diseases came up. Yeah. I don't know I, if that's when like, what was it? Anthrax and all that stuff, SARS and all that was then maybe. Yeah. I don't remember. That was like shortly after 9-11, I feel like. Uh, yeah. Well, interesting 9-11 tie um, that there was an Al Qaeda operative mm -hmm. that had Plum Island listed on a handwritten list of potential U.S. targets. What? Mm -hmm. Because of they knew that releasing things from this site could you know really devastate a population i get the feeling like it's not just germ warfare it's the animals that they have in there yep. like there's some really big animals in there that we do not know about from what i'm being shown right now yes so um let's talk about the montauk monster yes that's one of the conspiracy theories on July 12, 2008, a creature was found on a beach near the business district of Montauk. It was bloated and bloodless and looked like a monster out of a storybook. Apparently, it looked like a sun-baked dog carcass with strange bindings around its legs. But it didn't seem the right size to be a dog, and instead of a snout, it had a beak. What? So if you look at the pictures, the top looks like a beak and the bottom looks like it has teeth of the mouth. Oh, my. Ugh. So the director of the International Cryptozoology to um, Cryptozoology Museum, Lauren Coleman, went to investigate. And when he got there, the carcass had been removed. Oh, wow. And he said it seemed as if everyone at that point had already either disappeared or they refused to speak about it. These people that had seen this that were very you know, promote, pushing it out on social media, all of a sudden did not have social media accounts anymore or had deactivated them or weren't active on their accounts. And so he was wondering, were they silenced? Um, were they scared? He could not get any answers. The police refused to talk to people about it to this day. And if you research the happening, it 
has been said to be just the carcass of a raccoon. Okay. (laughs) So, and then someone said it, something else it was supposed to be, but either way, they don't match up because the top of the mouth is a beak and the bottom is teeth. I keep, so weird. Um, There were stories that used to be told about like a certain point in Atlantis when they were testing basically uh they were cross uh, not cross they were splicing animal dna together at mm-hmm. a, creating different species for the purposes of slaves from what i and it was really hurting the animals um whatever they're doing out there is really hurting the animals from yep. what so a number of theorists um have actually written books about the different topics of the conspiracies. There's one theory that recounts suspicions of human experimentation and also talks about how during, I think it was during World War II, they actually had a German scientist um, who was apparently part of the Nazi group. Erich Traub was his name. Mm-hmm. They had him on the island, and there's there were suspected to be also some Japanese scientists as well working on biological weapons at the lab and potentially working on humans as well. Because, you know, during that time, there are a lot of stories about human experimentation. Yeah. So apparently also in <clears throat> 2000, I'm going to have it on here somewhere. Um, I think it, it was 2010 or 2012, a body washed up on Plum Island that was said to be that of a human, except it had more elongated fingers. Oh my God. And it had evidence in the autopsy of undergoing something such as brain surgery. What? Yes. <gasps> oh, I gave me the chills. There's also um, the whole theory behind Lyme disease that they're saying um, was formed there or possibly came from there in 1975. Wow. Um, Of course, my, oh my goodness, my tab closed on that one. I have a whole page of notes and I had one specifically on Lyme disease. Um, but Lyme, Connecticut is where it said it originated in 1975. Um, at that time, it was said that on Plum Island, the scientists there were doing experiments on bugs and how they could transfer diseases and that they were doing outdoor experiments on ticks at the time. So what they are thinking is that possibly the wind blew some of these ticks or a bird, a flock of birds flying over, maybe got one of the ticks on it and then carried this tick to Connecticut. And that's where the outbreak started. Oh my God. Yes. Goodness. Yep. Um, There was an article in 1993 and it was reported that declassified documents outlined a plan to use diseases from Plum Island in the 1950s against Russian livestock for the purpose of destroying their food supply. Goodness. In that scenario, the very diseases they were studying to protect American livestock 
would be unleashed upon horses, cattle, and swine in enemy territory. My gosh. The Cuban government also claimed that Plum Island was the source of an insidious bioattack plot against their agriculture assets as well. And there have been declassified documents confirming a secret biological warfare program being pursued at Plum Island right up until 1969 when Nixon shut the program down. Wow. There was a, (laughs) this one might hit a little nervous in people um, listening, but there was a pose there is evidence of a supposed bioweapon research on the island 2001 that the New York Times put out, and it claimed that the facility was pursuing a vaccine-resistant form of anthrax. Wow. And a testimony from a virologist at that time that a program was pursuing animal equivalents of smallpox that could possibly spread to humans for studying ways to prevent strains from developing. Wow, goodness. Now, the original interviews with some of the officials from Plum Island, they will tell you, were only doing experiments on viruses and diseases that can affect animals, not humans. Gotcha. But then have there have been videos that have resurfaces, uh, resurfaced of these same people saying, well, some of these could spread from animals to humans, so nobody on the that it works on Plum Island is allowed to own an animal. Oh, dang! In fear that they take something home to that animal and it it spreads to humans. I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, so now at the end of my research, I found that. There's mention of the lab being shut down this year in 2023 to be replaced by the National Bio and Agro Defense Facility. And that operations are potentially being moved to Manhattan, Kansas. Interesting. The interesting thing is conspiracy theorists are coming forward saying, why are we moving this apparent these operations to a place where 10,000 cows just died nearby in the past year or two. Oh my gosh, I didn't think about that. So now these are strictly theories that people have, but you all know that there are conspiracy theories that will say that the government is not always our friend and that they put these diseases out there so that they can control us. We can stay sick, not have food, whatever. But if our own government was trying to hurt agriculture in other countries, could they do the same on its own people using this facility? I would say yes. Sure. I mean, I'm not going to say they do or they don't because we're not going to put that out there. But I mean, you know. Yeah. The wrong person with this stuff in their hands. Absolutely. Yeah. Where there's a will, there's a way for anything. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on there, but that is what I found in my research. And There are places you can find Plum Island mentioned if you want to go outside of, you know, social media and the Google. Um, The 1988 novel Silence of the Lambs 
mentions Plum Island as a potential supervised vacation site for Hannibal Lecter. He refers to it in the book as Anthrax Island. Oh, dang. Plum Island is a 1997 novel by um, Nelson DeMille. DeMille? Um, he uses the settings in the book also. Now, these, obviously, a lot of them are going to be um, like nonfiction books. But right. you never know. I mean, our movies and stuff that we have out there, some of them hold a little truth. Um, the 2004 book, Lab 257, The Disturbing Story of the Government's Secret Plum Island Germ Laboratory, is um, one that examines the animal disease center there. Also, uh, the Conspiracy Theory with Jesse Ventura episode on Plum Island was broadcast in 2010 on season two, if you want to look that up. There was a show called Royal Pains that references the island. Um there is, let's see, there's a novel called The Montauk Monster um, that came out in 2014. And it is also, oh, there's more. Sorry. Um, I didn't know this, but the 11th season of American Horror Story mm-hmm. uses Plum Island as its site. Oh, dang. Yeah. What season was that? 11. What, but what was it called? Do you remember? Um, I would have to look it up. I can look at 11th season. Because you know what's funny? I was thinking one of the first ones, Asylum, but that was. Oh, yeah. That was like what, four, three, four, something like that? Um, what in the world? All I see is 11th season. It's not actually saying what it's called. Interesting. The killer <laughs> is a disease rather than a villain interesting name let's see what's the name of it come on new york city interesting huh um this show um hemlock hemlock grove emergence um what we do in the shadows those all feature plum island references in there as well and there's a couple other novels that have in it. So there's plenty of Plum Island references out there. Whether they are all true or not, we don't know. But go diving around and see what else you can find. Gotcha. Yeah. Whatever they're doing over there, I keep seeing, like, pieces of DNA being spliced. Makes me feel uneasy. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, it's they're just saying, oh, we're just making sure that we keep our animals safe by testing them here but i mean i don't know they're Jim. doing more than that if they don't want people there i mean yes it can pose a security threat by having people have access to the island but that level of security it just they're doing some animal mutations on there absolutely oh for sure like I already don't love the idea that they do animal testing just by itself, but there's some other stuff going on over there that seems pretty wicked. One of the upsides to the island being um, they haven't been able to develop on it in so long. Um, Apparently some of it has turned into a kind of refuge for birds and some animals, like a wildlife refuge. So they kind of you know, it has become inhabited by safe animals, allegedly. But 
Other than that, I don't think I want to go. <laughs> Me either. No. This is a good episode. Good job. Thanks. I'm glad that we finally got on to record it an hour later. I know, right? <laughs> anyway, somebody help us figure out what our problem is with our logging into technology. Maybe I'm just old and I can't figure things out. <laughs> well, y'all find us on TikTok. Facebook. Instagram. YouTube. Or email us your stories at the ghosties podcast at gmail.com. Okay, bye.